Welcome to Conversations with Claire. I'm your host, Claire Bates. I'm a movement, nutrition, and mindset coach through my app, Wellness with Claire. Podcast host, coach at The Collective in Austin, Texas, sober alcoholic, brand builder, and competitive hybrid athlete. I've created this podcast to share inspiring stories and have meaningful conversations in hopes that we can create community together to learn and grow. Oh, and I hope to make you laugh. <laughs> Welcome to Conversations with Claire. Let's talk about coaching and how to get from where you are now to where you want to be. Wellness with Claire is my very own coaching platform where I offer personalized meal plans, personalized workout plans based on your goals, accountability through community and weekly group coaching calls, mindset coaching and tracking features for results. I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, which gives you full app access, direct access to me via WhatsApp and 100% accountability with me, including weekly video calls. Wellness is a mental, physical and spiritual experience. The system works together as a whole, and I'm here to help you live in alignment with your principles and values and actualize a quality of life beyond your current dreams. Check the show notes or the links in bios on socials to find more information about how to get involved with Wellness with Claire today. Hello, today I have a couple of guests that are relatively new in my life. I say that. I met you, Ryan, oh, maybe nine months ago now, yeah, maybe April, six, nine April, months May. ago. Yeah. yeah, so super excited to introduce them to you guys here and let them tell you about what it is that they're up to, which is some pretty cool stuff. So I've got Ryan Husband and Maggie. They are recently engaged. Yeah. Congratulations. Big, big, big news. They recently moved to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And so Ryan is the founder of LRX, which stands for Live Prescribed and is an activewear brand. They are huge in the functional fitness space. And Maggie works in marketing and event planning for the Hiala Foundation, which is a nonprofit for youth that is based in Hawaii. So we'll get into more details about all of that later, but we're going to pivot first to you, Ryan. So yeah. hello, welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Stoked <laughs> to be here. Thank you. The, oh, sorry. <laughs> all right. So... I always like to give a little bit of context for how we met. Let's see. So for us, it was an event in Salt Lake City. Yeah, FitCon. And then I think every event that I have been to, and I've seen your pop-ups and your storefronts yeah. events for actually years now, but I saw you for the first time at one in Salt Lake City over the spring. And then I swear every event that I've been to this year, which is an exorbitant amount of events, honestly, I've worked a ton of them and you or your team are there. And somebody was just saying at your stand earlier that you guys have how many, like this month alone, how many activations at events? Yeah, we had 45 events. I got corrected. I thought it was 40. Then Fob told me it was 45. So 45 events. That's in one month. Yeah. In one month, just the month of October, all okay. across the country. That is wild. <laughs> is wild for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then I just have to say too, Ryan is 26. 26. He founded this company how many years ago? Five years ago. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. So we're just going to hop right in. So anyway, we met at that time and then we've seen one another over and over and over again at these events. And then I just met Maggie who yeah. is a doll. <laughs> and so I'm just really excited for you guys. So we're going to just go straight into, give me the origin story. Yeah. What was your 
inspiration behind LRX? Why did you want to do a brand? I mean, how did you get here? So when I was a sophomore in college, I was struggling with anxiety and depression. I was pretty suicidal. So going through that season of life, my grandma just passed away. My parents were getting a divorce. I was in a relationship, came to an end. I quit college soccer. A lot of my identity was wrapped up into those things. And I just realized that my life didn't have a lot of purpose, didn't have a lot of value. And that's what I felt at least. And that's the way that I was talking to myself. So from that point forward, I came down to a situation. I was on the front porch with my mom, really just at a point where I was talking about taking my own life. I mean, I was praying and asking God for wisdom. The Bible says when you ask God for wisdom, God will give you wisdom if you ask in constant faith that he provide it. And when I asked for wisdom, God basically told me, I want to use your pain for purpose and impact. So from that moment forward, I wanted to create something to help people to understand that their life did have purpose, their life did have value. And I just came up with this idea of the prescription for life, the way we were created and the way we were intended to live is in alignment with that. Anything outside of it doesn't provide fulfillment or value. And then I started to live this out and I wanted to share that message with other people. So that's ultimately why I started it. Just one person, one conversation, one place at a time from one person to another. Wow. That's a lot to undergo as a freshman, you said, in college? Sophomore. Yeah, sophomore sophomore yeah. in college. Yeah. So you are 20 years old? Oh, yeah. 20 years old at the time. When all of this is occurring. Yeah, it was crazy. That's a lot to digest so fast. So when you came up with the idea of Live Prescribed... Did you know that you wanted it to be a clothing brand at the time? Yeah. So what did this look like yeah. at that time? So my grandma passed away. She left an inheritance and I was down to like the last $500 of the inheritance that she had because I spent my money on a lot of random things at the time, just being sad and doing whatever, right? Sure. Bought a guitar, bought a bunch of stuff, had $500 left in my bank account. I said, okay, what are we going to do with this? <laughs> you know? Ended up buying 50 t-shirts and the goal was actually because I wanted to open a gym at the time because I was really heavily involved in the CrossFit facility at my, my hometown. Okay. You were a coach at that yeah, time? Yeah, I was a coach. Yeah, okay. I coached for five or six years. Okay. And I really wanted to open a gym at, at some point to just have a, an environment where people could come in and hang out and just enjoy fitness the way that I did and then made the t-shirts and then the t-shirts started taking off and I was like, okay, this is a really tangible way to impact and serve people. And growing up, I had aspiration to work as a marketing manager, like for Express or Abercrombie & Fitch or some type of clothing company because I really like style. So then that transitioned into, okay, this is really fun. I really like this. I get to talk to people all the time. Yeah. And it's not just in one place, like one location, right? If I build a gym, I have to stay right there. I love to travel, go around different places. So I wanted to create something that could be literally taken from one place to another without being rooted in one place for one time. Interesting. So, yeah. And then just started driving around different gyms across Ohio and then said, Ohio's not big enough. Let's go Texas, Florida, keep driving across the country and meet new people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm involved in a recovery program because if anyone who listens to this podcast or pays any attention to me knows, then they know that yeah. alcoholism is a big part of my life. And yeah. with that is the recovery community. And anyway, whenever we speak about our spiritual experiences within that space, we often like different people have this like white lightning experience yeah. or it's more gradual and subtle. And so for me with my spirituality, it's certainly been a more subtle, gradual yeah. thing. It sounds like to you when your grandmother passed and mm. like, this sounds like this happened rapidly yeah. where you were like, I'm not well, I'm lost. What's mm -hmm. going on? I don't know who, like yeah. just a total crisis of identity is what it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. And then you just made a decision. Like yeah. how much time lapsed there? So I was anxiety and depression. I was going through like sleepless nights for probably about a year, year and a half. Okay. Um, so that's a good yeah. bit of time. Yeah, for sure. Like I was down, like I was not doing well. And really just working with a counselor and kind of working through that different stuff was really eye-opening for me just to kind of reframe my perspectives from when I was young to where I am now yeah. to give myself a different perspective of what life needed to look like. 
So slowly over time, just reframing my mind, reframing my thoughts, reframing those like negative thoughts into positive thoughts. And even just the aspect of like taking what I thought was needing to be done and then changing that into something else and then moving into a different direction with the way that I perceived just the reality in front of me, that helped me to understand slowly the changes that needed to happen. And that's still something that I struggle with today, but sure. I understand how to reframe my thoughts now when I come up to a situation that provokes anxiety or stress. I can understand what it is. I can attack it and then have resources to be able to help me to get from point A to point B. Because even being a business owner, the stress of that, like the anxiety, okay. Maggie's seen that, the anxiety and stress that comes with that, it's like you have to figure out a way to get yourself to move forward because you have to lead, right? In situations mm -hmm. where there's a challenge that comes up, you have to be able to lead your team to get from one place to another. But we always sure. come back to that same source of like, okay, this is how I feel now. It's right. not how I'm always going to feel. Yeah. One day it's going to get better yeah. and just keep pushing for that better because it always happens. Right. Well, and, and I like a few different phrases. I swear I'm just like a walking quote. I joke about it all the time, but it's so true. <laughs> I think Maggie, you and I might have this in common <laughs> that I always like to remind myself that anxiety does live in the future. And I certainly experience yeah. it. I experience overwhelm. I am mm -hmm. taking on a lot of new projects as well. And so not the same as yours in any way, but at the same time, it's still work projects. Yeah. So remembering when I experience that overwhelm, trying to remember like, okay, anxiety does live in the future. And if I just take one action at a time, a lot can get done. Mm -hmm. And then also remembering that we don't make long-term decisions based on short-term emotions. Yeah. I feel like that's what I'm hearing out of you with yeah. all of that is like reframing. So you're 20 years old, mm -hmm. you've been having sleepless nights, you're dealing with anxiety. You are in therapy mm -hmm. as a male. Yeah a 20 year old male. Yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to receive that support. I'm so yeah. happy that you were open to that. Mm -hmm. What was that like at the time? Because a lot of 20 year old males, even 40, 60, 80 year old, like at any age, I think we're doing a great job of breaking stigmas with mm -hmm. therapy, yeah. but there's still a lot going on there. And so what was that like for you as a 20 year old going and seeing a therapist for your mental health? Yeah. Well, my mom was super supportive of it. I remember I got off the phone, I called them and I got off the phone and I just started bawling. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, like admitting that there was a problem and you need to solve that problem and getting help for it. Right. Definitely as a guy, as a man, like that's super humbling. But I think that's the most important thing is to admit that there is a problem because mm. you want to grow, right? Yeah. You don't want to be stuck in the same place. And anxiety is just this big monster that just keeps rolling down a hill if you don't nick it in the bud, right. nip in the bud. But it's just something where you have to admit that there's a problem so that you can take steps forward. So I knew at that time that I needed to, and that's what helped me to get through that season of life so that I can live the life that I live now, right? Yeah. And I always look at it as like, for me growing up, I was a great athlete. I was well-known in school, like had good friends, like just was a smart kid, got along with a lot of people. And I felt like that was the thing that kept me humble, to be honest. Like if I wouldn't have gone through that season of life, like I feel like I would be in a situation now as like my business grows and those different things, I wouldn't be able to walk through that with humility, right? Is that something that I really try to practice? Oh my gosh. If I wouldn't have gone through that season of life, so. Yeah, you're able to use those tools. And and that's why whenever I asked y'all's ages earlier and you said that you were 24 and 26, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you mm -hmm. because your awareness seems really, really great for that age. And it's so inspiring for me to see people that are younger than me that have it, right? Because I just like took a little longer to get there and like had to like stumble really, really hard. And we all stumble and you stumbled in different ways than mm -hmm. I did. And yours is no less or greater, you know, it's just yeah. different. 100%. Like refreshing to see like, oh my gosh, you know, you guys are thriving. So live prescribed. Yeah. I think maybe now's just a good time to then just go straight to the core values. Yeah, like yeah. what's the mission when we say live prescribed, let's break it down. What does that look like? Yeah. So we want LRX to be a call to action. Live prescribed is a call to action. It's a verb. You know, it's not just a statement of a brand that we have. We want to really help people to align and understand that their life has purpose and value. 
So when we're people are shopping with us or having an experience with us at an event or whatever it may be, yeah. we want them to walk away from our experience feeling like there was something different there than when they walked into another brand. We're very, very just specific with the way that we handle customer experiences. And we want them to know that they truly do matter because customer experience isn't dead and also purpose in people's lives isn't dead. Right. When somebody walks in, we want them to leave better than they found it. It's just like when you walk into a gas station and somebody's sitting behind the counter and they're working a job that they don't necessarily like, how can we tangibly make their life better? Same mm -hmm. thing when they walk into experience with us or they shop with us. We want them to know that we care about them. Uh -huh. So our core values are ownership, purpose, resilience, and service. And those are the things that we really root ourselves on in terms of the way that we build our brand internally, but then also the way that we communicate to people externally. Okay. I want you to say the four slowly. Yep. Purpose, ownership, service, and resilience. Purpose is really like the background of our company. That's what live prescribed means. It means mm. to live with purpose. Mm. Service is the way that we want to be with our team, but then also externally to the people that we communicate with. Yeah. Ownership is just the way that we take action and the way that we look at situations. If we mess up, we're going to take ownership for it, yeah. right? If a customer didn't have a great experience, we're going to take ownership for it. The ball's in our core. It's like the extreme ownership aspect from Jocko. Sure. Right. And yeah. then resilience, you get knocked down, you get back up again. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. Right? right. I got a flat tire on the side of the road, right? I'm making sure that I get taken care of. I forget to get gas because I'm having a great conversation with the person in the passenger seat. This has happened. I'm running two miles down the road to make sure we fill up the, the gas tank. Yeah. And get it back and yeah. Up. And the ownership of the fact that <laughs> right? that was your action right. that got you there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what happens. And even in business, you get knocked down a hundred times, but it's like, we're going to get back up stronger and faster than we got knocked down no matter what. And that's what we build into our team. There's so much packed in with those four words. Like you're a very fast mover, fast thinker. So mm. you speak fast too. Right. I almost feel like there's going to be a consumer or two that's going to need to like play <laughs> Slow this down. slowly. Yeah. Slow yeah. I love it, which it's, it's she so. She doesn't know what I'm saying hardly nice. ever. <laughs> this is funny. I bet that this yeah. is something that we've, because <laughs> there's a lot going on. We're at an event right now, by the way, just for context, we yeah. are at the Rogue Invitational, <laughs> just stepped away to record this. So this is for all of us. It is mm -hmm. a very go, go, go situation. Yeah. And so all of our conversations we're having like <laughs> four at one time, but yeah. it's, it's disorienting, I right. think is how I describe it. But 100%. so those four words, I love that you've packed so much into that. Like each one of those has so much meaning. And when you put them all together, yeah. I mean, they're powerful. Yeah. And then also that customer experience, I have witnessed you guys positively impact people that come into your booth. Like you actually care. And that's something that I certainly, I didn't have that awareness for many, many years. And yeah. it wasn't until I got sober and started to really mm -hmm. take direction from other people who, who led lives better than mine yeah. and started to cultivate a relationship with my own higher power and all of that, that I really started to finally like really truly work towards valuing the person in front of me. Right. Like they're a human that is going through their own stuff that I have no idea what's happening. And I mean, we hear this stuff all 100%. the time, but it's so true. And what I have found occurs, which is baked into your core values. Yeah. So like you're here with me on this right. is just that like, it is this it's like an unfair advantage almost that if you can recognize that if you can exist with someone long enough in that moment when you are interacting to be present with them, to see them and hear them, you win. Like 100%. you're giving them their seen 100%. and heard, but like now you win. And it's so cool because through your brand, you're teaching people that mm -hmm. skill. Yeah. And that's something I've had such like, it's just been an incredible opportunity in a small capacity within my podcast or the friends that I've made since I've been here in Austin and things like that to 
just kind of model that behavior. You are modeling yeah. that behavior. And as a result, people are seeing how you flourish mm -hmm. and they're going to want what you have and they do want what you have. So they're going to pick up on those behaviors that are baked into your core values. Yeah. So like, thank you for the work that you're doing there yeah. because it's made your quality of life what it is today, which yeah. is obviously 100%. not perfect, Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. Then you've got the 45 events in a month. I'm still just blown away. <laughs> so you started the brand five years ago. Here's yeah. your core values. We're off to the races. We have $500. We order a bunch of t-shirts. Yeah. Here we go. What happened over the course of five years? Because like yeah. you're doing a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, doing a lot. I would say that our brand really got going about a year ago at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge. We got a partnership that was wild that we got with the Mac, a good friend of mine now. We ended up working with them to make all the apparel for the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge as a small brand. Wonderful. And we just rebranded. We got our new logo, everything like that. And we started really building out what LRX looked like at that point. And I feel like right now we're finally at a point where we understand our niche, where we need to go, and how we're going to get there. And that's really just niching down on our community and mm. building relationships. We've always made the local gym the backbone of the fitness industry. During COVID, we raised $40,000 to the local gym. We were just constantly figuring out ways that we could serve the local gym, build into these fitness communities. Because as I traveled, I heard so many different stories of small business owners building their gyms on purpose and passion to see other people flourish in their life. That's the most incredibly selfless because mm -hmm. they don't make a lot of money, right? They go in there every single day just to make an impact and to make our communities healthier. Yeah. Without them, all these brands that we know and love, they would not exist because people wouldn't be healthy. They wouldn't be going to the gym. Right. It's so true. Owners of gyms and coaches at gyms, it is such a passion project. I mean, they 100%. are doing it because they love it, not because they're going to get rich yep. ever. So within that, because you are doing the 45 events. So you're not personally at 45 events. Like that's yeah. like not a thing that you could no. do. Right. Yeah. So with the customer experience being at the forefront of your mission, how has it been for you bringing on personnel? Yeah. Because you've had to hire a lot mm -hmm. of help to get to these events, to do this. I mean, all the different details. So if you were to speak to somebody who sees what you're doing and is inspired by mm -hmm. it, and maybe they want to do a clothing brand or maybe they yeah. want to do something altogether different, but yeah. still they feel their own purpose and they feel yeah. driven to do a thing. I'm just curious, like how have you navigated scaling because you're already having to scale. Yeah. You no longer can do everything yeah. on your own. And so how's that process been so for you? Recently, I've handled the scale by moving off of the mainland and moving to Hawaii Yeah, to actually get myself out of it, to be able to allow other people to take ownership of it and go and do it. And that's helped our, our brand grow immensely. But we hire on community directors in different territories across the country to oversee those areas and then bring on local community directors in those areas as well. Every single member of our team I've shaken a hand with while traveling across the country. I've met them in person mm -hmm. at events and it's been very, very organic. And now anybody else that gets involved in our brand or on our team has been an organic handshake from somebody else that says, I love what you're doing. How can I be involved? Mm -hmm. And we have people knocking at the door to be involved all the time. And we absolutely love that. It's the point where we don't know what to do with them because we're a small brand and we're just like, just hold on. We hope that there's going to be an opportunity for you to be involved at some point yeah. and just keep being a part of our family. Like this weekend, we have what we call friends of LRX. They're people that just came out to volunteer their time and hang out with our team. And we just love for them to be there over the weekend, right? Yeah. And that gives us the ability to have our core team supported during that time and help the brand grow. I mean, this is the first event that I haven't been there tangibly for the entire time. And yeah. my team has absolutely smashed it. They do better than I would do if they would do if I was there, to be honest, because they're just so passionate about the heartbeat and the mission of what we do. And they're aligned. So I have no fear of what is possible. It's only more possible because of them 
in their hard work and passion for the mission that we have. Does that not just give you like goosebumps? I walked outside the house last night. I was bawling my eyes out. Good. How, how thankful I was for just, we were sitting in the house at the Airbnb. Maggie and I just made dinner for everybody. And Krista, our customer experience manager, she came over and gave Maggie a hug and me a hug. And then I just lost it. And I just was like, babe, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. I need a <laughs> like, moment. Yeah. I just walked outside and I, was, I had all these like every single moment being in the van by myself, driving across the country, flash before my eyes and just be like, oh my goodness, like this is why, like this is why for this family, for this community to something that other people love to be a part of and want to make a real impact on other people's lives. Like that's why we do it. It's not about the money. And yeah. we tell our team all the time, like we're not here for transactions. We're here for relationships, mm -hmm. like focus on the relationship first. The transaction comes. I mean, you know, that with so many companies that we know and love in the space, mm. it's relationship focused and that's where you have growth. Nothing tangible is going to happen because if you have transactions without purpose, you have nothing. Right. Right. It feels so empty. You can make all the dollars in the world. And if there's nothing tethering you to that, I mean, it just feels empty. Yeah. It feels lonely. You hear people all the time climbing that ladder because they're told they're supposed to. And then they yeah. get up to a certain point. They're like, I'm literally all alone here. And yeah. like, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. 100%. And you kind of escaped that almost not that you didn't escape your own experience. So I do have to yet again, take it back because I'm just curious as you were undergoing that time where you were figuring it out and getting before the brand or even early stages of the brand, when you were in therapy, like what are some things that different experiences that you went through with your therapist or mm -hmm. that advice that you received or what were some pivotal, even if it's always certainly, I think one of the big things is the ability to share like the moment that you finally told your mother, I'm not mm -hmm. good. Yeah. That seems to be like, there's yeah. the pivot. Mm -hmm. I was able to openly admit to another person I am not well, mm -hmm. and now I have the opportunity to receive aid, which I desperately need. And we all as humans in different phases, like we always need each other. Like mm -hmm. we don't do this alone. We shouldn't do this alone. Right. And anytime that I get a call from a friend and they actually need me to be a friend, it's the best time. I like the good time, sure. But the moment that they call and they actually need something from me, like they're not good, yeah. that's the cup filling stuff. Mm -hmm. So what are some moments that you feel like maybe if you were to think back to that time, like what were some things that caused some light bulbs to go off? Cause we're just over here trying to turn light bulbs on, you know? Yeah. Obviously the not being able to sleep part was one of the big triggers. Like that makes you crazy. Mm. Like if you can't sleep, it's frustrating with all get out. Right. Right. And then getting down to those moments of not being well and having the acceptance from my mom to make those steps into the right direction was huge. But then once getting into counseling, being able to like just express things that I'm feeling like I'm somebody that verbally processes things. Maggie knows that I need to talk about it yeah. and just keep talking about it and then hear her like respond, <laughs> but just keep talking about it so that yeah. I can get the things that are on my mind off of my mind so that now I can make a plan. Right. And I think there's always comes down to situations in life where, you know, decisions that you need to make. I say this to people all the time. Right. You know decisions that you need to make, but the problem is you're afraid to make those decisions, but you can only delay obedience to making active decisions in your life. It's only going to be time, right? I could push back the idea of going to counseling for another couple of years, right? But I'm always going to end with the aspect of like, I need to go to counseling, right? So if you're not obedient to the thing that you know you need to do in the moment, then you're just going to delay it. Right. Why don't you just take the active step to do what you need to do instead of delaying it because you know you need to do it. That means you're going to be a better version of yourself way quicker. Right. And at what right. cost is if we allow the fear to keep us from the action, what is that costing us? 100%. Which is like a very scary place to yeah. go. Okay. So then tell me, where's the vision from here? We're up to all of these events where, yeah. I mean, 
you've grown? I mean, do you want to touch on that growth and what that's looked like and then where you want to go? Yeah. I mean, we're going to just keep doing what we're doing. Head of operations, Cole, who's been a huge part, he's scheduled all these events. He always says LRX will never be able to operate or be successful outside of what LRX does. So to answer the question, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're just going to keep supporting local fitness communities. We're going to show up, we're going to build, and we're going to bring on different locations. Because that's what you love to do. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. I love it. And that's what works too. I love it. For us, you know? Oh my gosh, that's so great. Yeah. I'm excited for you. (laughs) It's, It's so fun. People ask me all the time, what's your plan? And I'm 30 and I just moved to another state. And I'm like, I don't have one. Thanks, bro. Like, I don't need one. You know, like I truly like I just need to show up, yeah. care a ton yeah. and be willing to work. Yeah, and it's it. going to sort itself out. It and like it literally has yes. for all 30 years. Sure. You know, I mean, yeah. like there was some turbulence. I was a little whatever. But anyway, but like it really, you know, it's been so yeah. cool. So that's so exciting to hear you say, yeah. because while I think goals are like relevant and important, mm-hmm. then also just like being present in the now and seeing the value that exists here today. Like if you're enjoying the ecosystem you exist in now, like keep doing until there's an issue that needs to be remedied, then, you know, just do the thing. Yeah. I mean, why would you ever change what you love? Like just keep going, just keep moving. I was asked, you know, we talk about most of our sales has been generated in person. And I was at hanging out with a couple of my buddies the other day and I'm like complaining to them like, man, I really want to drive our e-commerce up, you know? Sure. And he's like, what are you complaining about, bro? Like you have customer experience, you have authority in the space because you shake hands. Like I'm just trying to get more people to click on my ads. You know what I mean? And like, that's 10 times better than what I'm doing. And he's right because that touchstone is there, you know? That's why right now I do both online and in-person coaching. And it's like this thing where the in-person coaching I wasn't even looking for when I moved here. But I am so glad that the right person asked me to do it and that I agreed to do it because there is something special about being able to like physically positively impact somebody. Mm -hmm. So for that right now, it looks like impacting their movement patterns, you know, things like that. Like, it's just like, you can't get that through. Now the Mm -hmm. internet's an amazing place to have impact. And I still feel so full of gratitude for every one of those interactions. Mm -hmm. It has its place. Your e-com should generate, right? Like that's a good Mm -hmm. thing. We want it to do that. But then yeah. to have that in person and to respect yeah. it for what it is and see how much it fills your mm. cup is so yeah. cool. We always say like the authority that we're building now, like five, 10 years from now, it's going to be really, really big. And LRX is going to be a big name in the space because mm-hmm. of that authority. People are going to be like, where do they come from? Well, we've been here consistently every single day showing up in your community. And those people know that. Right. For literally five years yeah. now. <laughs> right. So this is a fun question I love to ask, and I think this is applicable for your like business, but you can take this anywhere in life. So what is something that you feel that you are doing well that Mm. you would like to do better at or more of? Yeah, I would say I really believe that we're making a huge impact. I want to continue to build that impact into more and more communities anywhere and everywhere. I don't care where it is. We're living in Hawaii now. I want to take what LRX means and then apply that there. Yeah. To live prescribed isn't just within the brand that we have. It's a call to action for everybody in any aspect of their life, no matter whether they're wearing clothing that says LRX on it or not. Like this is a tangible opportunity for us to make an impact in people's lives, regardless of what activewear brand you shop or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's some sort of setup in your day that occurs that gets your mind right. Like, Mm -hmm. so what does that look like for you? Because for this to be so, this, your mission is so ingrained in everything Mm -hmm. you're talking about. Do you start your morning with a specific 
thing that sets your brain on that right path? And if so, what was that look like? Yeah. I mean, journaling is something that has been really impactful for me. Reading my Bible, those are things that apply to what my prescription for my life is. And then working out, staying consistent in that. But one of the big things that I've learned recently is my ability to be successful isn't based on the amount of work that I get done mentally. It's about the amount of work that I'm able to accomplish that's within the time frame that I am actually getting things done, right? When I was traveling around on the road, physically working, I could work from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. and be fine physically. But now for me, I'm realizing that the time that I'm working throughout the day is less, but it's more focused. Yeah. But then I have other things in my life, like working out, going on a hike, spending time with my fiance. Like those things are the things that give me the life that I can have to actually be effective and impactful yeah. in my work. So those are big aspects of my life that help me to be successful. Yeah, to be well-rounded mm -hmm. and to have a multifaceted life yeah. and to understand and respect yeah. the fact that you do need to care for yourself outside yeah. of just your workspace. Mm -hmm. And as much as we're just people who just love to work because we get so much out of it, that time is so important. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. That's something Maggie's taught me a ton. So yeah. She's helped me with that. And if I wouldn't have her, I wouldn't be the same way. Okay, I think I'm done with you. Yeah. Pass her the mic. This has been great. I want to talk to Maggie. <laughs> Hello, Maggie. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for so patiently sitting through. I'm sure that that was probably actually still so cool. Yeah. It has to be so cool. It is. I love hearing him speak. As he said, he's pretty good at it. He can talk fast. So there's a lot of times he'll just be <laughs> I know. talking for a while. I'm like, yeah, I just keep going. I like listening. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what does it feel like to get to be involved with a brand that, I mean, like it's just got to be so like cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I think like even last night we, after we had dinner and stuff, we were all sitting around and asked everyone to share something, a part of their day that was good or they just wanted to talk about. And then after that person shared, we were going in and saying something encouraging to that person. And just to be sitting there and see like my first experience with him with LRX was me going to a, a little pop-up when it was just him driving around and doing it to there today and being able to see like such the impact that the brand has had on people and also just like what he's been able to do through just being consistent with it. So it was really cool to see. Okay. So would you say now that that was like, what would you say your most special moment with the brand with Ryan has been so far? Would that be it? That one right there? Or would it be something else? Yeah, I think so. I think always like looking back on different past years or different experiences that you had and being able to appreciate those and see how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And that was one last night that I was like, wow, God has really just had his hand on this whole entire thing. Yeah. And that's because you've chosen to cultivate that relationship mm -hmm. and to keep that at the core of it, Absolutely. which just like heard somebody describe so beautifully the other day, because for me, I grew and there's a whole other episode about spirituality for anyone who wants to listen. And I'm very much so that like everyone's gets to be their own thing. And mm -hmm. that's beautiful. But I did not have a spiritual life my entire adult life. I had mm -hmm. bad experiences in a religious community as a young girl. And as a result, I didn't want anything to do with religion or spirituality mm -hmm. until a year and a half ago, whenever I got sober, I had to, to figure something out. Mm -hmm. So I really started to pray because I didn't know what else to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's been beautiful. And someone said the other day, this thing about saying, that God, which another phrase I love for anyone who struggles with their spirituality or anything is good orderly direction. If we're not comfortable with that term yet, that's kind of another like bridge the gap anyway. So I don't ever want to pigeonhole it so much that we can't make it what it needs to be for each individual with their relationship yeah. with their higher power. But anyway, that's my thing. So what they said was that there's two sides to the coin that God will either protect you from it 
or care for you through it. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about all of the experiences that I've had in life, the good, the bad, I'm like, oh, I was either protected through this or I was cared for through it. And there are many things I have to look at and go, I was just cared for through it. Somehow I still get to be here today doing this thing. And like, I'm very fortunate for that because there are many things that like I shouldn't have made it through. And I think we can all kind of relate to that in some way, shape or form. Yeah, for sure. And I think just listening to this other podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it was talking about like whatever situation we're in prior to making that decision to pursue, we debate back and forth on, oh, is this the right option or not? But actually, once we just make the commitment to something and pursue that decision at that moment gets immediately better because we want things to be good in pursuing a decision and going down different paths, like even if initially that's not a path that we want or we ever saw happening to us, we'll make it better. Yeah. Well, that's what we just talked about. You guys just Mm -hmm. moved to, you've been in Kauai since Mm -hmm. January of this year and it is now almost November. Mm -hmm. And then Ryan, you have just moved there as well. And so we were just talking about like, there's a lot of transition Mm -hmm. in life and then just playing that out. So the action to make the decision to do the thing. And then if it didn't work out, like we are resilient, Mm -hmm. you'll just figure something else out. And then maybe it's incredible. And so I love that. Okay. So I want to hear from you now, because this is something that I have observed from afar for years now and have never gone to the event, but I've become pretty aware of what the foundation is. But because you work there in the capacity of marketing and event planning, what is the Kiala Foundation? What is your passion project? Okay. So a lot of people have heard of the Ultimate Hawaiian Draw Run and the Kiala Foundation is behind that. So that trail run is the largest fundraiser for the foundation. And the foundation provides programs on Kauai and beyond. We started to extend just beyond the island itself for youth anywhere. So growing up today, as we know, there's a lot of new challenges for youth around. And one of the things that the foundation seeks to do is just to help kids grow up in healthy environments. So we've got programs from CrossFit to ocean safety to intervention camps to tutoring, yep, youth engagement, all kinds of different things to help kids just have a place to go where they have good mentors, they can have fun. If it is an issue, like if a child has an issue with drugs and alcohol, that's a big thing on the island of Kauai is kids fall into using drugs and alcohol at a really young age. And we've got programs to help them through that. And then we've also, and that's more again on the intervention side, but we've got stuff that just helps kids grow up in a better environment than maybe what they would have if they hadn't have been exposed to those options. Right. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot going on. Really? I mean, that's a lot of different programs Mm -hmm. all for a nonprofit. Do you know how long has that nonprofit been in existence? 2014 is when Aaron Hoff started CrossFit Poipu, which originally he, say a little bit of his story, he could always tell it better, but he got sober 24 years ago, I believe it was, and then ended up was asking God, just like, I need to take care of myself. I need to have a better health and I need to start working out. So he started CrossFit and then just realized the community in that. And then from starting CrossFit, Poipu developed the kids program, kids CrossFit at the gym, and then wanted to be able to extend that to any child on the island. So then he developed the foundation to be able to fund kids CrossFit 
And then from there, that was our original program. We just expanded to so many different programs just to help youth. Right. Because on that island in particular, and not just that island, I'm sure there are other islands, I mean, all over the world, but where the kids are falling into that at a very young age. And that's just, what a project to be a part of. Yeah. How does that feel to be a part of that? It's awesome. So I personally started CrossFit when I was 16 and I've always been thankful for that, but up until my move to Kauai, I don't think I ever really understood how thankful I really was and how much my coach at 16 had an impact on my life. I look back now and I'm like, okay, she was going to college at the time. She was going to be a PE teacher. And then when I actually graduated high school, I was like, oh, I think I want to be a PE teacher. I think that would be a career path. I ended up going a different route. I did marketing instead, but I just like look back and I'm like, man, there's so much of the life that I had that was modeled after her life. And I saw her and just like, oh, she's living a great life as a college student. Like she's not going out and partying, you know, like she's pursuing her goal to be a teacher and she's taking care of her health. She's crossfitting. She, her and her husband now, they went to regionals at the time. So I just saw her like, oh, wow, this is this 21 year old that I know that's my coach. And she's taken all these steps to have a successful career and she's taking care of her body. Wow. That's amazing. Like that's what I want too. Yeah. So I didn't even, like now I'm like, wow, I'm so thankful. I didn't have the college experience most people did because I had that role model in front of me. And that's just such a good point to like our surroundings really do shape and mold us. Yeah. And having that one touchstone that was able to model for you this positive behavior that you thankfully really latched onto, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. I was just talking to one of the women in our sport in CrossFit that she's a high level athlete and talking to her about her upbringing. And she grew up in a small town and drugs and alcohol, big prevalent thing, you know, and it was, it was interesting through that conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, we're the same. Then for her too, she thankfully got into a gym Mm -hmm. and there were enough people there that like, were not doing those things. So she just saw like, oh, if I want to exist in this space and perform at the level I want to perform at, I can't do those things. Mm -hmm. And so whereas a lot of the people that she grew up with are now struggling with substances and things like that, like those are things that she has avoided and now has seen this quality of life that is better and has been living it long enough that hopefully she'll just hang out there. But that's so cool that you recognize how positive of an impact that one coach had on you and understanding that like now you get to be the person that gets to positively impact children and you get to positively impact other people who get to impact children. Yeah. Like it is just this like, it's a beautiful, I don't know, it's like a plant that grows, you know, or the roots just Mm -hmm. keep growing deeper. And so the more people that you can positively impact through that foundation and through your actions within it is so cool because you're going to help save kids. Mm. You are helping save kids. Mm. So cool. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really great. Okay. I'm coming. Yes. Yes. (laughs) September 2023. Yeah. So I want to ask you the same question, which is what is something that you feel that you are doing well that you would like to do more of or do better? And this doesn't have to have anything to do with Cal. It can be any area of life, something you're proud of, but that you'd like to improve as well. Yeah, I think recently for me, I've been spending a lot of time working and not as much time involved with the things that truly bring me joy. 
So finding a way to balance those a little bit better. One thing for us, we love working. So we'll get caught up in like, oh, like brainstorming and let's do this, this and this. But then actually like, oh, we need to slow down Mm -hmm. and we need to be involved with the communities that we're seeking to serve tangibly. So that's looked like for us taking more time away from our laptops to actually go spend interacting with people, getting involved, like some specifically like right now, there's a meeting Hoffy has on his porch every Monday night. It's kind of like a AA meeting type deal. That's something that's really good for us to go to. We try to go out on Thursdays typically to one of the gyms on the West side and help out with the kids program. It really, it's that refresh. It fills your cup. Mm -hmm. And prior to doing it, you're like, oh, I've got so much to do. There's just so much on my plate right now. But then once you actually do it, you're like, I'm so thankful. That was really what I needed to do right then and there. Thank you for saying that. I think that's going to really resonate with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That really resonates with me. I am somebody who I even openly say I'm married to work, Mm -hmm. which is so funny because my work is so obscure, (laughs) but I'm just constantly on, it's weird that we're cut from the same cloth in that way of like, we want to get a lot done. We feel like people who can have positive impact. And when you feel like you have that opportunity, you do not want to squander that opportunity. Mm -hmm. But to recognize that you need to step away from that and what you said, that was just so eloquently put, like that was powerful Mm -hmm. to say that like, you need to step away from your laptop and go be immersed within the community that you are trying to be of service to because you need them too. Like this is a two-way street. Yeah. Yeah. And in order to be of service to them, you need to let them be of service to you too by being present. I love that so much. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So now I just want to know, I always like to kind of wrap with a couple of different things. One of them is each one of you, I want to know what are three things that you are grateful for today? I would say my faith, my health, and community love would it. be my top three for the day. I love it. For me, I would say just the opportunity to be in a place that I can call home. Like that's been consistent with home is like our house where we live and then also Maggie. So that's fantastic. I'm thankful for my team and just their support consistently and their support of our mission and what we're doing. And then I'm just thankful to be able to move my body and work out. Like that's fantastic. So Mm. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. I am so excited for you too. This is just such a big, I'm just thinking about the, like the new engagement and all of it. Like, it's just, oh my gosh, it's got to be such a cool moment in life. And I know that you guys are like being present in it, but like, yeah, just (laughs) soak it in, you know? I'm sure you will. This is so cool. (laughs) It's inspiring for me because I, for years, thanks to my active alcoholism and things like that, there were years where I was like, I'm not behaving like the girl that's going to attract a partner that Mm. is going to be a partner that I'm going to want to have. And I knew that. And so I never took anything seriously when it came to romantic situations because I was like, this isn't it. It's been so exciting. My first year of sobriety, I didn't do any dating. I just needed to focus on myself and do that healing. But now to be in a place where I'm like, so this is inspiring for me. I hang Mm. out with a couple of couples that are younger than me Mm -hmm. that I tell them all the time. I'm like, you guys inspire me in such a big way because you have something special and you're doing it together. And that's such a cool thing. And I'm so excited to finally be showing up as the girl today that in due time, like that's going to occur. And that's so exciting. So I'm excited for you and you are inspiring me. Okay. Three things that I am grateful for. I am grateful for the fitness community as being here at the Rogue Invitational. Like there's Mm -hmm. no way that you can't just like take a look around and be like, dang, these people are like 
willing to work hard. They're willing to make themselves uncomfortable. And people that are often willing to make themselves uncomfortable in that way are willing to do it in other areas of life. And so the opportunity to exist in an ecosystem where people are doing that stuff is super cool. I also am thankful for the fact that moving to Austin, it's been such a cool eye-opening experience for me to just like, I get to show up as the girl that's here today and some of the stuff that's occurred in my past, like I don't have to face it every single day. And I was never looking to run away from any of it, but I'm just so grateful to get to show up as who I am today. And then with that, the fact that I just am grateful that any human at any point can make a decision that I want to do something differently. And you just get to do that. Like Mm -hmm. it is literally that simple at any moment in any area of life with your relationship with food, with your relationship with substances, with your relationship with yourself, with your relationship with your higher power, we can go with your relationship with your finances. We could just keep going in anything in life. The moment that you make a decision, I want to do something differently, you get to change. As a human, you get to change. What a gift. And then I love good food. I've been eating real good here lately, and it's just so nice. <laughs> right. I had like a really good meal last night, and I'm just still living on that. So I just love that like Austin has such good food as well, and just really been embracing that. So thank you for sitting through that with yeah, me. Absolutely. I want to know. Please tell them, and, and this will, guys, this will all be in the show notes where both the foundation and LRX will make sure to mm-hmm. include all the links to all the stuff. But I do want you guys to tell them where can they find you, follow you, support you, where online can they go? LRX Apparel on Instagram. That's okay. LRX, A-P-P-A-R-E-L. A lot of people don't know how to spell apparel. And then at Ryan A, last name's husband, like husband, wife on Instagram. Okay. So those are my two. Okay. And then for me, it's Instagram, La Chica Margarita. And then for the foundation, it's KL Foundation and at Ultimate Hawaiian Trail Run. And then you also did want to touch on there's a cool thing going on right now for that. So if you follow both of those, we'll be posting an announcement on KL Foundation and Ultimate Hawaiian Trail Run that you can win a free trip to Kauai for the 2023 trail run. So make sure to follow that. Yeah. And like I said, that'll be in the show notes, guys. And last but not least, if you did enjoy something, if you got value out of this episode, I would appreciate so much if you would take a moment to wherever you are consuming this, please follow the show, please rate and review the show, share it with somebody that you think it's going to positively impact. And last but not least, I hope you have a beautiful day.